are listening to The J-Boy Show, your number one source for Auburn and the SEC. My goal was to run through his soul and grab his heart when I, when I run through his soul. Kurt, Nate, Coach Dad. Those are memories. memories. I think we've established ourselves as, I think, the premier conference in college football. College football. Now, the SEC is, is, is better at the top. It's better in the middle. It's- the Southeastern Conference remains the premier conference. Yeah. I think this is probably the best league from a competitive venue standpoint. They have the most capable teams. You just look at those programs, the way they recruit, how they invest. Snap to Burrow. Three steps. Fires. Back corner of the end zone. Over the shoulder. Catch. Did he hold on? everybody and welcome to another special edition of your favorite new podcast the j-boy show we are very excited to be joined by a guy that auburn sec fans nfl fans will know a guy that that won an sec championship and a national championship at auburn and uh that's uh that's mr defense darren bates darren what's up man what's up man how you doing doing really good appreciate you coming on bro thank you for having me man definitely all right well uh well let's kind of start obviously you know, uh, coming out of high school, you weren't a super highly rated recruit. Just goes to show you how much stars really mean. And you, you come to Auburn, you know, and you commit in January. And, man, you play in almost every game in your career from freshman to senior. Can you just kind of talk about, you know, leaving high school, coming to Auburn, and just your mindset and, and what allowed you to be all freshman SEC? Man, uh get out of high school. I actually couldn't even come to uh, to school, to Auburn during the summer when everybody else could. I had to, some stuff going on in high school where they kind of tra- changed my transcripts and you know, took some uh, some grades off or something. And I had to take online classes at home. Just me and my mom just online class doing work. And I would just go work out with some of my friends that were just still at home. You know, that they probably didn't get anyone D1 offers or big school that was just still back home playing ball and working out. So that's what I did. Just worked out with them boys. Played seven on seven, played basketball, just ran the streets because that's all I had to do was just mm-hmm. do a little hour work to work and then go play. Basically, that's just having fun, working out. And uh, working out with one of my best friends, Derek Poston. Shout out to Derek Poston and his uh, podcast, Sport the Beans. Uh, y'all go check it out. Um, I got to, you know, it kind of built that mindset, just working, working. And then I got to Auburn and I probably lived this guy on the field the first day and I was probably like the worst worst player because I was falling all over the field, uh, tripped to the ground. And I was upset at myself, but I, li- I-, I went to Tommy Thigpen and I apologized to him. I, I-, I just told him, I'm sorry, I had the- a bad day and this won't ever happen again. And I think it was like three days later, we had a scrimmage and I remember I think I had like 15 tackles in the <laughs> scrimmage. <laughs> and it was just went from there, you know, first game, had me a pick and then it was just fun playing with guys like Zach Etheridge, who I, I really didn't have to do too much, but other than just look at him for, look at him to tell me where to go. So that's what I did. Yeah, he was just, definitely a coach on the field. Oh, definitely a coach on the field, and he he helped me out. Him, uh, Mike McNeil, uh, Nico Thorpe, all those guys helped me out. Aaron Savage, 
they all help me out in some kind of way, whether it's uh, physically or mentally. And that season, that year, uh, it was to for me, it was probably one of my favorite moments in football because you know I got to go to the one of the in the last minute got to go to one of the best schools in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, play in one of the best, uh, the best rivalries in the country. You know, and I just was. Well, that year was just something for me. It was great. Definitely, and and it's a, it's a great story. And and you're a guy that was just all over the field, man. And and obviously, you know, you y'all win the whole thing in in 2010, and and it's just a magical year. And and I know there's probably a ton of moments that stand out. But but I wanted I wanted to ask you, Darren. You're you're down 24 to nothing at Alabama. You know, you have mm-hmm. Cam Newton as your quarterback, so I guess you never think that anything's impossible. But can you just kind of talk about just the mood of everybody and and kind of just what went down? Oh, the locker room was intense. I can tell you that. Like it was, <laughs> I ain't saying no names, but it was about yeah. some fights going on, and you know, people pissed at this side of the bar wasn't doing that, and this side of the bar wasn't doing that, and it was just a whole bunch of frustration and, and just. But I'm just sitting on the side, kind of watching because there's no. Um, I didn't, there was no point in getting into it. Everybody started fighting and getting into it, so I kind of just sat to the side and and kind of saw that it was it was aggression though. It wasn't like it was just we just all we pointing fingers at each other. It was kind of more like, "Hey, you gonna get out there and do it or what?" Mm. You know, because we got a chance to just do something that the school ain't done in fifty years. Yeah. And it was, that's kind of the mentality in that locker room was, and it kind of just all changed. Uh, it all changed that second half. Yeah, and it's, uh, I think, the greatest comeback, obviously, in, in Auburn history and one of the best games in SEC history. And, and you know, uh, a lot of people look at what Cam did and stuff like that, but, you know, the defense made some huge plays, just huge Absolutely. plays in clutch situations. And and is there one, kind of, Darren, or is, or is there is there a, a memory that kind of sticks out defensively, whether it be a play you made or a play somebody else made that you think I, mean, I can tell you about I can tell you a lot about my face. Like, I don't oh, know yeah, about oh, yeah. it, but, hey, uh, look, whatever but you think. I know, I, uh, whatever you think. I know for sure the uh, the Clemson game man mm-hmm. that was a that, I remember that game. That was crazy good game. Um I wanna say South Carolina. But uh man, I wanna say the the, the most the best experience I had is when I know we were down every time we were probably down like most of the games, be losing. And it was like the defense never like blinked. Ever. Nobody was ever like worried. It was never that I like ever. We always came to the sidelines like it was a point of just like, well, it's time to turn up. When when we gonna do it? All right, we're gonna do the third quarter. Okay. Yeah, it's just it, like it was just happen. Yeah. It's and again it just, <laughs> just watching it, man, that's what it looked like. And and so so finally you get there, you're in the national championship game. It's a crazy game, back and forth. You know, obviously Mike Dyer being down, not being down, and all of a sudden you see West Byram, and that field goal goes up and is good. How does Darren Bates feel? Oh, I ain't even look at the field goal. I turn my back. I, <laughs> I, I done the same thing. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna cap. I'm not gonna cap. I done the same thing. Yeah, I turn my back and I just wait on the crowd's reaction. Either it's gonna be a good one or a bad one. And when he went in, when it went in, oh, it's it was like a relief too at the same time. Um, so yeah. it was, you know, just this, this that feeling 
it's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're you'll be a national champion forever. That's the thing. That's they can never take it away, and and it's something that uh, obviously Auburn fans. It's it's the highlight of the deal. But so, Darren, you you get done playing at Auburn. You know, you win national championship. You have an awesome career. You end up being picked up by the Rams. And, you know, before you can blink an eye, you know, you're going in and, and being named one of the five captains for the 2015 season. You know, yeah. can you just talk about that journey from the SEC to to fighting to get picked up, getting picked up, and then doing your thing? Man, it was uh, – I want to say shout out to Trent Fisher first because I feel like if his daddy would have never the coach of the Rams, I probably would have never got that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like him being uh, Trent and being at Auburn – just obviously had to be in a couple of games, you know, and and plus uh, the the GM, you know, also being an Auburn grad. So I mean, when I got that one, that was my only call I ever got. Nobody else called my agent. Wow. Nobody else gave me a chance. Nobody, and you know, I went after my first contract. You know, now I'm getting six, seven teams that want to offer me money to come play now. You know, so yeah. it was definitely. It was a surreal moment, but like I said, but leading up until the that 2015 season and that you know, being captain and all that, uh, <clears throat> I I just got a lot of respect for my teammates, a lot of respect for them and from them, and it kind of made me become uh, more of a locker room guy than I ever was. Like I really I don't think I was much of a locker room guy at all, but, but when I realized, like, man, my teammates really care. They really care about what this special team, especially when you got guys like Chris Long and Nick Fairley and Sam Bradford and guys like standing down the field waiting for you to run down and kick off and knock somebody's face off. Yeah. Oh, man, like, how can I not go hard every single time? How can I not stand up for guys? How can I not want to be the best teammate for my teammates? You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah, or no, for that the makes coaches, sense. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, so, you almost feel obligated to. Like, you got to. Absolutely. So, like, I want to be, like, I want to always, I try to look at myself as, like, the glue. So, you know, you know, man, maybe this dude out here don't talk much to this guy over here, but, you know, Darren Mason come out here and just mess with everybody, you know, make <laughs> jokes, you know, talk shit, make, you know, pull a few pranks or something, you know, just to keep the mood, like, and just mm-hmm. to keep it, uh, myself as well, because, like, I got a lot of kids at home, so I like to go, <laughs> I need some time to come out and just exactly play around and be myself, and, you know, and I feel like the Rams definitely let me do that, and it's, been, it's just been going ever since then, I kind of got that, that that label now as the glue, or the guys that, you know, that, that like to take their teammates to help, or do whatever for the team, Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm proud to hold that on my chest, you know what I'm saying, to be that guy. Exactly, and it's it's something that uh, to be able to to be as successful as you can as a team or a program or an organization, you have to have guys like that, and and not only guys that are like that, but guys that can make plays, you know, like you can. So it's it's very, you know really kind of rare to get that combination nowadays. But Darren, I I got a question, man, I wanted to ask you, and and this is one I really haven't asked anybody, but and I'm not talking about the talent difference, but what is it like playing? Cause you played at Auburn in the sec in one of the best environments and, and played on the road in some of the best environments. Is it different in the NFL compared to, to Saturdays in college? Is it louder in college? Is it louder in the NFL? It is about the same. Like, how do you describe it? Um, no, college is absolutely like as far as the crowd and the, and the atmosphere. I'm going definitely with the, with the sec game any time of the day. Yeah. Um, when it comes to talent, though, yeah, I don't think college football can't. Obviously, that's why I still college football is not 
know, college professionals, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a reason, you know, it's guys that you scoop for coming from school you never heard of, and being, you know what I'm saying, some great ball players, you know, guys, schools you never knew they even had football, so and that's when I kind of realized that when I, you know, my first couple of years in the league when I'm just meeting, just just going to different, you know, NFL things, events, and just meeting different people or playing against somebody, and I might ask what school they go to, and I'd be like, Oh, he went to Loyola, Maryland, or something. You know, some Villanova. I didn't know. I didn't know Villanova had football. Dude, but, like but a lot of people some, just think Villanova just has basketball. Like a lot of people yes, think they just have. Basketball. I did until we drafted from the Titans drafted a lineman from there, like <laughs> two like, years ago. I, was, I didn't know I had it. Yeah, and and it's it's something where it's it's kind of crazy because it's a melting pot from everywhere, and you find kind of the guys that kind of got either lost in the shuffle in recruiting or, or kind of blossomed mm-hmm. when they got to a smaller place. But you yeah. know, Darren, uh, I, I asked Gerard Powers this, I asked Junior Rose Green this. Uh, who's the guy in the NFL that you you played against? The one guy that you're like, or is there there one or two that you're like, man, like to me that dude's the coldest. <laughs> Gerard said AJ Green. Yeah, because Gerard lined up against him 20 times. Damn, that's a tough one. I know. Man, I know. That's I'm going I'm I'm to stick, stick with special team. I'm going to stick with special team. Okay. And I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, Matthew Slater. Oh, God. I love the, that. I love that. Darren, I, love, I, was, I, I coached special teams. Time. I was a special teams coach for six years. I love that. Can you just talk about Because, yeah. I mean, he makes his money strictly – special teams and, and gets paid well and makes pro bowls. Can you just talk about what, what separates guys like him and, and you that, that, you know, I know a lot of people take special teams seriously, but I mean, it's hard. Special teams is hard. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like the guys like him that that's able to do a year in, year out pro bowl, year in, year out is the, the, the mentality to, to, to take, to, to do all those things, like to, to block as, you know what I'm saying, and then go tackle, and you that's not your usual thing, and then you go, you know, hold somebody up, and it just takes a different mentality to get in there for 21 plays a game, 22 plays a game, and just do it over and over and over, and consistently do it with the, uh, at a high level, and consistently do it like I said, so 16 games for well, fuck him, it was 16, 20 plus every season. So, yeah. you know, he was doing it and, and still doing it and still going. Like, I, I learned about him my rookie year going to the league. And, you know, I think he was in like year five or six then, maybe more than that. But I learned about him going in then. And the, the coach, John uh, John Fossil, he he was like, you know, if you ever want to make it and keep on playing in the NFL, you got to be like this guy. That's yeah. the guy you need to be like. You should guys like him, Michael Thomas, you know, guys like that. And that's who I wanted to mold my game after, you know. Just, well, part of my game, you know, being the first one down the field, uh, being the first one on the field, uh, you know, just doing team, just doing teammates good, good shit, you know. Exactly, like that's, exactly. I'm that's just wondering when the Patriots are coming to see you. That, that, that was my question because, I mean, you, I think you fit that perfectly. But I, I have a football scheme question for you, special teams-wise. I've always wondered this, Darren. Uh, how well do kickoff return teams hide their indicators in the NFL? Is it pretty obvious or do they do a pretty good job of hiding it? Um, It depends on if uh, – which means as a kickoff, if you come down kickoff. Yeah, yeah, you're on kickoff, reading the indicator. Is it just oh, I'm, I'm midline all the end. time? No, 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 not at all. Well, I'm pretty, you know, you can watch the film, see what you get. And it also depends on who you are. Like, 
if I'm just a guy that just I'm just out there, then I can go look and say, okay, they do this every single time. That's what, I'm gonna get this on these couple returns. Yeah. But like Slater or myself, I, I know I'm gonna get double. I might get double this hands on. Yeah. I'm gonna get trapped. I'm never gonna just get a one on one straight up. Because if you get a one on one in NFL straight up, then nobody respects you. Yeah, that coach, yeah, oh, exactly. Because I mean, yeah, they that's they, they picked you last in dodgeball. Oh yeah, that's. That special team coach does not really respect your ability and your skill. So I always would feel disrespect if I got single. And I'm definitely planning on making this tackle. Yeah. So I always look at it, okay, they might be running double five, double three, yeah. but I'm the four this week. They're going to change their whole return. Yeah. They go either, they, no, they're not, they not even going to trap. They're probably going to change the return to double four. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you're out there at the four. Yeah, they're going to yeah. see where you line up and adjust, huh? That Every makes time. sense. Like, so this, that this past sense. season, past two years, like that's all I've been getting. I didn't got doubled yeah. on punt. Yeah. I'm the I'm the tackler. I'm getting doubled. Wow. Like, multiple games. Wow. And I'm and I you know, so I know like every time I'm getting doubled. So I try to help other guys out. So like Dane Crookshank, you know, before this is going his third year. So when he first got into the league, you know, I had to tell him like, look, they're gonna double me all the time. You're the five, but just use your speed, I promise you're gonna be yeah, all the time in the world. Yep. And that's what he did. <laughs> now they got double teams. Exactly. You know? so, oh, but it helps each other. You know, they can't double yeah. all y'all. They can't double everybody. So now we're we, you know, going to have to make them just pick, pick and choose. Like, well, what y'all going to do now? So Yeah. Shoot, you know. I can't wait to see y'all pick them and watch four people fall down on kickoff return at once. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I just said that's something I've always wondered because I found in college, obviously, it's a lot, a lot easier to find the indicator, especially if you're a guy that's causing problems because then you really dictate never, what they have to do. I never even played special teams in college. See, that's crazy. Thought, that's crazy. I thought that was for birds. So I was like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting. And well, then I got to the league and knew, oh, this is Don Lou. I can make it for real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's such a, I mean, God, that, and obviously, you know better than anybody you playing in it. But, so uh, obviously, Darren, kind of winding down here, man. You know, I, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. You know, right now, I know this pandemic is crazy. Just as a athlete, just how crazy is it kind of being out of the routine? Man, it's difficult, especially what's going on. I don't know how many months now. I'm, I've been lost count, but it's like all we doing is just playing around on grass now, just doing drills over and over and working out all the time. And at this point, we just want to go tackle. We just want to put on a helmet and go play the real football. Yeah. So, I mean, he tried to figure out ways to just, you know, let time by picking up uh, new hobbies like mine, such as the raw room. Yeah, <laughs> podcast we go. Be dropping yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Kind of kind of divulge into that a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a podcast. Uh, I mean, obviously, going to be talking about football, but it's going to be more just, man, I'm trying, I'm kind of taking something from, from every podcast I ever with Joe Rogan, all the smoke, drink champs, uh, Bodega Boys, uh, busting with the boys. And all I like that. it. You know, I like it. I like it. A little something from everybody. You know, have guests on. Uh, you know, guests from. You know, I know baseball players and MMA fighters or referees or <laughs> school <laughs> teachers, it. scientists. It don't matter who it is. I want to bring them on. You know, and then the, my co-host will be uh, Jalen Collins. Went to the same high school as me. I was a branch first round draft pick out of LSU to the Falcons. <clears throat> He'll be also co-hosting with me. So it kind of be the best of both worlds. Cause you got, you know, the undrafted guy that made it through the ranks and then you got a first round that did the same thing. So, you know, and he also played in the XFL and, uh, and, um, 
What's that other league? The AA. AAFL? The other one. Yeah, that's right. He played in that one and the SFL. So he has a lot of. He's seen different things. You know, he's seen different leagues. Yeah, a lot you know, of he can give people to, Yeah, absolutely. So just have him on it. And we just going to, you know, try to put, you know, put some content out there for people just to, you know, learn about me or learn about, you know, whatever it is we have on, you know. Well, definitely, man. Well, it sounds like it's going to be really good. I know everybody's going to check that out. Uh, uh, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and, and Instagram, wherever you at. Oh, man, just go on Twitter and Instagram, type in Darren Bates, D-A-R-E-N-B-A-T-E-S. You should see a, woman, a beautiful woman pop up next my mother. And that's my profile, man, the Western Sun, 56. Hey, there it is, man. Well, shoot, Darren, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Great stuff. Uh, got got to get you back on. I know we will. Hopefully, if we have this season, bro, man, I'm hoping. So, uh, But shoot, man, I, I know it's a really exciting time for you. And, uh, man, stay safe out there. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Darren. See you. That was former Auburn standout Darren Bates. A really good dude. A really good player. A lot of experience in the league. Obviously won an SEC championship, national championship with Auburn in 2010. Really appreciate him coming on. I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Remember, you can go to jboyshow.com. Uh, find all the shows, find merchandise uh, that we have coming, I promise, and uh, kind of check us out there. It's brand new. We're really excited about that. Also, you can text JBOY, J-B-O-Y, to 90407, and you get early predictions. I mean, right now we're at 97%, uh, bordering on 98, and obviously feel really good about it. Uh, and, and as usual, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The JBoy Show. As always, shout out to the Investor Brand Network, the number one place for PR and Faison, my own personal Merlin, in the studio. Thank you guys so much. Y'all make this thing work. It's huge guest announcements, huge recruits coming on the show. It's why it's your favorite new SEC podcast, regardless of what fan you are, who you root for. It does not matter. There's something for everybody here. And again, you guys are the best. This is another epi- uh, episode with your boy, J-Boy. And J-Boy is going, going, gone. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like not paying attention to a safety demonstration on a flight. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But what if one day that yellow mask drops down and you don't know what to do with it? It's better to be safe than sorry. And the same applies to your online activity. Every time you connect to an encrypted network in a cafe, hotel, or airport, any hacker on the same network can access your personal data, including your passwords and financial details. And it doesn't take much for hackers to hack. All you got to have is some cheap hardware. Your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling your personal information on the dark web. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It's so secure it would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. I love how easy it is to use ExpressVPN. All you got to do is fire up the app and click one button to get protected. Plus, it works across all your devices, your phone, laptop, tablets, and more. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash wire. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash wire to get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash wire.